show. to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel. Therefore, he's steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is uh, Friday, October 27, 2023, and you are listening to episode 623. We'll be doing a reading out of Job, chapter 22, and today's title of the show for the second half is called What's Happening. And But first, let's get into a daily disclaimer. Now, first off, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI, and while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly, I am not the official face or the voice of the national state or county assemblies, although that would be kind of a nice, you know, honor, but hey, that's not me. That's not, you know, what, what we're here to do. All right, we're here to share the information, but we are not the official face or voice of it. But I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organization outside the Michigan model. And I'm also not involved in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR. That would be Anna Von Wrights, Bobby Lawrence, and David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you step at my doorstep with it. And I am not a party to any deep state cult 
or Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies across this land. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. Well, there you go. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, got a lot to get to. Uh, very little time, been very busy, had a good conversation with a good friend of mine, somebody who's been on the show. Um, I shouldn't say a good friend of mine. That'd be kind of an exaggeration, but he's going, I believe, to become more of a good friend of mine because I tell you, he, we, we, the more we talk, the more uh, I'm feeling more of a brotherhood with him. And it's just, man. So that's, I guess, announcement number one. We're going to be having a very, very special guest next week. And I'm hoping uh, after we talk today, we talk for quite some time. Uh, well, I'm kind of hoping because he's got so much information. He's got so much stuff that he has been digging into, kicking a hornet's nest over the last three years. Um, and we're starting to discover, and this might give it away a little bit, but we're starting to discover that Wisconsin happens to be pretty much the hub for the world, for the satanic and secret societies, you know, from around the world. That seems to be the hub. That seems to be the capital, if you will, for a lack of better terms. And he has been catching a lot of grief. He has been catching a lot of grief. He's been catching it, 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 like, it, I, like, let's put it this way. They've tried knocking him out. All right. They've tried knocking him out. And uh, it's really sad to even say that on the air, considering Wisconsin is my home state. You know, I, I grew up in Wisconsin. I mean, I also grew up in New Jersey, too, but but we don't talk about that. I, I don't talk about New Jersey at all. Um, but that's where I graduated high school. That's where I went, uh, you know, to tech school was in Wisconsin. Um, you know, I was a Green Bay Packer fan for the longest time because of Brett Favre. I mean, I love Wisconsin. And uh, to hear all the information that he has come across and not just come across through speculation, documented, right? Um just everything he there's he he has of resources and people he knows boots on the ground worldwide and of course in this country and a lot of the stuff that he was telling me i believe a lot of what he's telling me because of two reasons one he's a trusted friend of somebody else that i really trust who's you know recommend having him back on and number two a lot of what he's been saying um can be corroborated with a couple other people that i know here in michigan who you know or at least one person anyways, for sure, that doesn't even know uh, who this guy is. And he's been saying a lot of the same stuff um, in lesser detail, of course. But bottom line is two totally different people who are unrelated to each other, at least to my knowledge, are saying the similar similar things, except uh, this guy, you know, from Wisconsin, he's just digging so much. And we're going to be getting into more discussions about that starting next week, because I'm hoping to have him on as a regular guest. Um, cause I basically told him, I said, look, my show is your show. Okay. Whatever you want to discuss. Um, you don't have to try to pack it in all in one, two, you know, two and a half hour show. If you got, you know, a ton of information, we'll break it up once a week, however you see fit. But yeah, we're starting to find out a lot about Wisconsin, but we'll get into all that here in the other half of the show, but let's get into the reading of Job chapter 22, shall we? Okay. So Job chapter 22, reading out of the 15 Geneva 1599 Geneva Bible. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, May a man be profitable unto God as he that is wise may be profitable to himself. Is it anything unto the Almighty that thou art righteous, or is it profitable to him that thou makest the, thy ways upright? And yes, I forgot to take out some of the old English, so bear with me on this one. I had a very busy day. 
Um, continuing here with verse four, though, is it for fear of thee that he will accuse thee or go with thee into judgment? Is not thy wickedness great and thine iniquities innumerable? For thou hast taken the pledge from thy brother for naught and spoiled the, thy clothes of the naked. To such as we were wary, thou hast not given water to drink, and hast drawn bread from the hungry. But the mighty man had the earth, and he that was in authority dwelt in it. Thou hast cast out widows empty, and the arms of the fatherless were broken. Therefore snares are round about thee, and fear shall suddenly trouble thee. Or darkness that thou shouldest not see, and abundance of water shall cover thee. Is not God on high in the heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. But thou sayest, how should God know? Can he judge through the dark cloud? The clouds hide him that he cannot see, and he walks in the circle of heaven. How thou marked the way of the world wherein wicked men have walked, and which were cut down before the time, whose foundation was as a river that overflowed, which said unto God, Depart from us, and asked what the Almighty could do for them. Yet he filled their houses with good things, but let the counsel of the wicked be far from me. The righteous shall see them, and shall rejoice, and the innocent shall laugh them to scorn. Surely our substance is hid, but the fire hath devoured the remnant of them. Therefore acquaint thyself, I pray thee, with him, and make peace, thereby thou shalt have prosperity. Receive, I pray thee, the law of his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, and thou shalt put iniquity far from the tabernacle. Thou shalt lay up gold for dust, and gold for ophir, as the flints of the rivers. Ye, the Almighty, shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver, and thou shalt then delight in the Almighty, and lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make the prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt render the vow, thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and he shall establish it unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. When others are cast down, <clears throat> excuse me, when others are cast down, then shalt thou say, I am lifted, and God shall save the humble person. The innocent shall deliver the island, and it shall be preserved by the pur pureness of thine hands. And that is the reading of Job chapter 22. Okay, so in these verses from Job, we witness, as usual, a yet another profound conversation that takes place here one that kind of grapples with oh um the nature of righteousness right and suffering and the human connection to god now eliphaz here who uh, is a temanite questions here whether our actions can truly be profitable to god as we often strive to be wise for our own benefit Right. He raises the idea that our righteousness doesn't really directly affect almighty God. Right. It doesn't affect him. And our actions are not driven by fear of divine judgment. Right. But what lessons can we draw from the ancient dialogue and how do we apply? Or I should say, you know, how do we slash they apply to our lives today? So let's consider one thing here. So the word of Eliphaz challenges us to reflect on the core of our actions and the motives behind them. So basically, like, are we truly doing good for goodness sake or are we seeking personal gain? 
I'm going to ask that again. Are we practicing kindness or uh, excuse me, are we truly doing good for the sake of goodness, right? For goodness sake, or are we trying to seek personal gain? Are we self-serving ourselves? Are we practicing kindness and empathy and not out of fear or obligation, but because it's the right thing to do? See, in our actions, ladies and gentlemen, we are often we often grapple with whether we're driven by a quest for personal gain or if we genuinely seek to do good for its own sake, right? <clears throat> and true goodness seems to arise from an authentic desire to alleviate suffering and to promote well-being, right? Devoid of self-serving motives. And it also means acting with empathy, acting with compassion, and also an understanding of our interconnectedness as, you know, we exist next to our brothers and sisters, right? So, but on the contrary to all this, see, there's some out there that may act out of fear or obligation, right? They do good things, but out of fear and obligation because they fear consequences or judgment from society. Now, however, practicing kindness and empathy because it's the right thing to do, it reflects a um, kind of sort of like an intrinsic sense of morality, right? It entails a commitment to doing what's right, even when no external reward or punishments are involved, right? And so like to achieve this, introspection is pretty necessary to ensure our actions align with our values and spring from the heart. See, these questions, they, they should challenge us to, to rise above self-interest and embrace a higher standard of goodness. One that almost benefits not, not, only, not only others, but, you know, also transforms us, right? By making us living embodiments of the kindness and love that we wish to see in the world, right? Be the change that you want to see in the world. So basically, in a nutshell, it's about just acting as if you are always being watched by God, right? Because, listen, let's face it, we all, we all are being watched by God. You may not believe it, you may not see it, but we're being watched no matter what. Just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Don't do it because a fear or a consequence of, you know, or a potential gain or a reward, you know, much like the act of giving, don't give and then go and brag about it just because, you know, it's something that, you know, just don't give because you're trying to seek recognition from other people. Just do it because you wanted to do it and because it feels good and probably because it would benefit somebody else that's worthy of needing it or having it, right? Do it because you want to be a blessing for somebody else on behalf of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Do it because you want to show love and compassion towards your fellow man. Don't do it for notoriety. See, the verses that we just read here, it reminds us of the importance of empathy and compassion in our own lives because they speak the consequences of mistreating others and especially, particularly, the vulnerable, right? I mean, what's the Bible talk about? Who, who are the vulnerable in the Bible? Well, the widows, right? The orphans, the elderly. These are the ones who symbolize those in need of our help, and we are urged to avoid selfishness. 
we are urged to be aware of the suffering of others. Be aware of those around you. Pay attention. Who needs our help? Who is God tapping you on the shoulder to get your attention to notice? So you can reach out with a helping hand. See, this is something, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to, you know, boost ourselves up. This is what my wife and I, we love doing this. We love looking around, especially when we go out to eat. We always like looking, especially older people, single, single mothers with children, right? And it, it, it is even just to single mothers. Sometimes it'll be just a single man, right? Whether elderly or in his mid-50s, doesn't matter. Everybody of all walks of life, all ages, all circumstances, sometimes need a boost and to be, you know, they, they want to know that somebody recognizes them because you never know, even the man with the, with the business suit on and who drives that high end, you know, S 500, you know, class Mercedes, whatever. You never know what people are going through. Strip away everything that they own, everything that they are, everything that they wear, and in, in, in the money amount, of, the amount of money in their bank account. None of that matters because even some of the richest men that I've known who've made very good money and who have done very well for themselves have still taken themselves out of this earth and committed suicide. One who shot themselves and one who hung himself both made very excellent money, and guess what? It didn't matter because they had deeper pains and despairs deep within their soul that they were grappling with. They had demons they were dealing with. So sometimes when you just notice somebody, okay, they may not have money problems, but just by being noticed, wow, somebody paid attention to me. I guess I'm not feeling that worthless after all. I guess people aren't after me for my money. People paid for a meal for me anonymously. Because sometimes people feel like they can't trust anybody, especially if they do have a lot of money, because everybody's after their money. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is pay attention to the people around you. See, the promise of building a strong foundation by returning to the Almighty speaks to the potential for gr personal growth and also transformation for ourselves, right? Because we are encouraged to seek peace. We're encouraged to seek wisdom and spiritual connection. And by aligning our actions and intentions with goodness and love, we not only find solace in the face of adversity, but also discover an enduring source of strength and guidance. So in essence, at the end of all of this, these verses from Job reminds us that our actions and our intentions and our connection to God are deeply intertwined with one another. And they should encourage us, more importantly, to cultivate a sense of purpose beyond personal gain and to be mindful of the suffering around us and to seek a path that leads to inner peace and a stronger connection with the almighty, right? Through em empathy and kindness and a commitment to goodness, we can find our way through the challenges of life and inspire positive change in our world. Like Destry just put right here in the chat, leaving something better behind you creates happiness in many ways. Absolutely. And again, do it with a pure, intended heart, with sincere love. Now, I know I'm botching this. I don't have it directly in front of me, but it's like when Jesus was asked, Lord, what's the most important law that we need to follow? Well, what did Jesus say? 
Love thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And the second one is like the first. Love your neighbor the same. And the rest of the laws will be fulfilled. It's about loving your God with everything in your being and loving your neighbor just the same. It's all about love. Jason, that kind of sounds like with those cuckoos for Cocoa Puffs always say, love wins. No, those idiots have a different mantra in mind and reasons beyond what we're even thinking about here. I'm talking about true, genuine love. Yes, love does win when it is a divine, you know, a, a very righteous love, a, a brotherly and sisterly love, a compassion for one another, right? true connectedness with with our fellow man right i like what destry did say though leaving something better behind you creates happiness in many ways it really does so with that let's pray and then we're going to continue to the other half of this show which i think i forgot to tell you what it was titled but it's called what's happening i couldn't think of a catchier title so i just put what's happening it's just it's not going to be real long today i'm going to be reading some posts that i find very compelling one from Kirk's Law Corner and uh, a few other posts I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read here. But very interesting stuff. It's going to kind of lead into our special guest that's going to be starting to come on the show starting next week. Um, I just got to look at my schedule, figure out what day so we can have him on. But um, I've had him on once. And I tell you what, this guy, I, I, I got to hand it to him. He's a brave man. And he is on you know he has been getting attacked and there has been threats on his life because he has been in the hornet's nest he hasn't just kicked it he is in it to a degree he's in the belly of the beast over there in wisconsin so anyways but let's get into the prayer here so heavenly father we just want to say thank you so very much for the for the lessons here that we read in 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 job 23 uh excuse me job 22 and we just ask that you not only call us to be more mindful and more aware of our surroundings and who is around us at all in all situations, whether if we're at the restaurant, whether if we're at the store, at the gas station, wherever, library. Tap us on the shoulder when you feel a need, when you feel a need to call us to be that that helping hand, to leave behind a positive little nugget of happiness for whoever might need it, even if it's just a, a simple smile and a nod. Tap us on the shoulder when we're around people who need to be recognized, when people need to be noticed, or if people need a meal to have, you know, paid for them. Give us that hyper-awareness to recognize who's around us that might need a little extra love and attention. We also pray for those out there who are asking for, they have prayers that the, what do you call it? Special intentions, special intention prayers that are deep in people's hearts. They don't know how to pray. So we're praying on behalf of those people who don't know how to put their prayers into words, who are crying out on the inside. They just don't know how to verbalize it on the outside. So we pray for those people, hear their prayers. We know you hear their prayers, God. 
And we just ask that you fulfill them, obviously in your due time, because obviously your timing is the perfect timing. But we do want to raise up their prayers verbally right here on the air, on his hard line. And we hope that you can fulfill these miracles and these requests for the people who need it most. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to do real quick, I'm going to take a quick little break and then we will be right back on the other side for what's happening. All right, all right, all right. So um, I want to start off by reading a post that Kirk from Kirk's Law Corner, he posted, um, oh, I don't know, what day was this? Well, let me, I guess it would help if I go to Telegram. Let me just go to Telegram. He posted this October 26th, so not that long ago, yesterday, right? Yeah, because today, today's the 27th. So he posted something, and um, what he wrote, I'm going to read it. He says, I would like to remind people that we are under a continuity of government. Now, we talked about this. I'm stepping aside from this post for a second. We talked about this on another podcast, right? Continuity of government. What is continuity of government? We went through that a little bit. Now, the United States Incorporated was bankrupt in June of 2020. And so, in a sense, we are under a soft martial law right now. Now, Texas v. White, you've heard him talk about that. If you listen to KLC, you know, Monday Night Law, you've probably heard of the court case, Texas v. White where the president only acting as commander in chief has the power to set up provisional government pending the outcome of the war. Right now, this power is ancient military power and is found in the law of nations under the war and peace at the end of book number three, the law of war manual is a direct reflection of that. And as well as a manual for courts, uh, martial slash military tribunals. And if you want to read that, by the way, stepping away from his post for a second again, you can go to kirkslawcorner.com and there is a little library link on his website and you can just scroll down. I think it's like the third, second, third book down. I want to say it's the third book down, but you'll see it. Law of Nations, click on it. It's about 800, 900 pages long um, PDF, but you'll be able to find it. It's a long read, but it's there and it's free. Okay, kirkslawcorner.com. Also, if you want to find more information about, you know, the National Assembly and and what's going on with your local state and county assemblies, you can go to national-assembly.net. Again, it's www.national-assembly.net. And my personal website, by the way, is national, excuse me, www.hishardline.com. All right. You can find important podcasts regarding the assembly over there under the assembly link. 
Now, continuing with his post, he says, things are slowly changing. There was a major change with the last midterms elections. A lot of old guard was replaced with the new guard. For example, here in Idaho, we had a 51% changeover in our legislature, the biggest changeover in the history of Idaho. There has been many in Congress that have been removed. Some were controlled by making a deal and then replaced through new elections since 2017. I also want to point out how the Supreme Court has been upholding the original intent of our rights. The law of nature, starting with overturning Roe v. Wade. I have already covered a few cases relating to the right to keep and bear arms that Congress does not have the power to create these three-letter alphabet agencies. Cohern versus Virginia declared the EPA unlawful and unconstitutional. Remember, we are at war. Not everything that is bad is going to stop all of a sudden. Some things are being played out so that enough people are directly affected to wake them up to the corruption. And I've been talking about this, ladies and gentlemen. Continuing, all political power is inherent in the people. Let me repeat that again with maybe a little gusto. All political power is inherent in the people. All political power is inherent in the people. Hopefully you gathered that now. Okay. And it is going to come down to the point that a sufficient number of people will have to come together in each state and count slash country or county. I think he meant, he meant the right county. It's spelled country, but each state slash county to reassemble government de jure. That is a fact of real law and who has all of the power. The Sovereign Body Politic, Law of Nations, Book Chapter One, uh, Book One, Chapter One, Section Four, until the people do that, we will remain under a continuity of government under martial law. Let me reread that again. That is a fact of real law and who has all of the power. The people does. Okay. And he continued to write. The Sovereign Body Politic, Law of Nations Book 1, Book 1, Chapter 1, Section 4. Again, go to kirkslawcorner.com. You can find the book over there, kirkslawcorner.com. Book 1, Chapter 1, Section 4. And it says, until again, until the people do that, we will remain under a continuity of government under martial law. And his post continues to say, the only ones that are properly and lawfully reassembling government de jure and is working with the real military under Trump and the continuity of government is the National Assembly. Which again, the website, www.national-assembly.net. You know, the little hyphen, national-assembly.net. He continues to write, last sentence, all others do not have the support of the military. Beware of unlawful groups attempting this. And might I add, not that it matters, but Kirk is a former Marine. Well, I say former. See, I got to take that wording out of my mouth. Once a Marine, always a Marine. He is a Marine. Just not active, at least to my knowledge anyways. He could be recommissioned. I don't know. There's people that I believe that are recommissioned within the Michigan General General Assembly. We have a Marine right here. We got a Jarhead Oscar right here in the house. Hoorah, he says. Hoorah. Thank you for your service again, as usual, brother. And then I think we got a Air Force uh, 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 veteran in here. That'd be Coastal Runner. That would be my, me, Madre, right there. She was in the Air Force. And anybody else in here who is military, speak up. Speak up so I can give you some proper accolades here because we love our veterans. We love our military. So 
So uh, anyway, now the next part I want to go over here. Let me just scroll down for a second, guys. I'm sorry. So there is another post. Okay. Now I've come to find, uh, I've joined a, quite a few groups. Um, the guy that I talked to earlier, that's going to be on the show next week. Um, he, he invited me to quite a few groups on telegram. Anyway, there is one that I joined and I thought this was interesting too, because it is going to kind of have some, something to do with what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, here's a few things I'm going to read. So first one, this one is from, uh, Perugia, the Perugia. It's a telegram page, but anyway, it says it is all closely connected yet compartmentalized. Everything is centered around the secret eighth wonder of the world. They run propaganda campaigns to keep everyone confused and in the dark. Bill Gates and Brad Smith are two of the key architects of the deal, along with the Johnsons and other power families that control Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. Racine, Wisconsin is the belly of the beast of the world here. Who, and now again, the post continues to say, who is in charge of the rigged billion-dollar referendum? Corrupt school districts and political arms in Racine. Higher expectations? His wife controls the Court of Appeals. His daughter controls the Wisconsin Democrat legislature. And his sister plays a vampire in Hollywood. Mm. And that was in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. All right. I'm going to play audio real quick for you. Just play, pay attention here, okay? Because all roads seem to really lead to Wisconsin, okay? All roads seem to lead to Wisconsin. Yes, I do have a link. I will post it. Uh, I have this underneath my saved messages. In fact, let me do this right now. Uh, forward is our line. Post. Okay, what I just read is now posted. So you can go see it right now, uh, real time if you like. It's right there now. So there you go. All right. Now, uh, where am I at here? I'm going to play this audio for you, talking about a guy by the name of Richard Uline from Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Now, Uline might sound familiar. It's a packaging company, right? It's a company that um, distributes a lot of packaging materials and things like that, right? Industrial lockers and things like that. Uline products, right? I know my work, my boss has ordered stuff from Uline. Now, just listen to this audio real quick. It's about eh, a little under four minutes long. That's right, Oscar. He says, yeah, they trash cans. <laughs> listen to this, okay? Because again, this is uh, I'm starting to learn a lot of damning stuff about the corrupt uh, nature and the people and the demons that uh, reside in Wisconsin. Uh, so listen to this audio real quick. Richard Uline donated a whopping 47.9 million to Club for Growth Action. He was listed as one of the friends of Matt Gates in my research. So I looked further and saw that he was the CEO of Uline, which is the biggest distributor of shipping packages and industrial supplies headquartered in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Start to look at the list of people who they back and you have to ask yourself why. And I also have to ask myself, is there something that they're shipping that they shouldn't be? Because if you look at where the Pleasant Prairie is, it's right in Lake Michigan. And I don't know if you know this, but you can transport to and from anywhere in the world from Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. 
there's freight and shipping boats that go back and forth through there that go lead out right to the ocean all day and all night. Also, also, let me add, even though um, she doesn't say it here, it's it's going to come out. Um, and I believe that the guy that I talked to, who's going to be on the show next week, um, there, you know, he's been getting a lot of this documented again. He's been <laughs> he's been kicking a lot of hornets nests, but there are underground tunnels that are you know flooded of course so you can get a submarine that go from lake michigan over to the five finger lakes by the way and i'm sure other places that we don't know about but yeah that's kind of been discovered as well continuing another club for growth donor is jeffrey yas you can see he's the managing director of susquehanna international group and shockingly joel greenberg was the principal it was hard for me to get solid confirmation if this is the same Joel Greenberg or not. However, Joel Greenberg, he sits on the American Federation for Children, which is an organization that was founded in 2010 by billionaire Republican voter Betsy DeVos, who is the sister of Eric Prince. So let's go back to Jeffrey Yoss, who sits on the Executive Advisory Council for the Cato Institute, which, surprise, surprise, leads right back to the Kochs. Just a reminder that the Kochs absolutely loathe and hate Donald Trump. And also a reminder that the Kochs had a connection to the whole True the Vote and um, 2000 Mules thing. And another reminder, Jeffrey Yas, who is one of the largest donors for Club for Growth, $21.2 million, sits on the board with the Kochs who hate Trump. So they are anti-Trump. Just to make things clear, so the politicians that they fund and you can go and look at who they are, like Ron DeSantis and many of your other favorites. Even if they pretend to like Trump, they are anti-Trump due to who is paying for them. The Coalette Policy Forum has wielded increasing influence on Israel's decision-making centers, and Jeffrey Yoss is a big funder of that, and he has ties to Mike Pompeo. But trust Kansas, right? Yeah. you got to look more into him and his background. Jeffrey Yoss also donated to an NGO called Save the Children alongside the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm. Also donated to the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey after 9-11, oh, no which kidding. I thought was kind of interesting considering the Port Authority oversees much of the regional transportation, infrastructure, and seaports. So you have Uline who has the shipping uh, organization, and then we have someone paying off the ports. Something's not quite adding up. And simultaneously, they're paying off all of the politicians. So Save the Children has a general consultative status in the United Nations Council. So they are um, connected to the UN and has received a long time standing with the Vatican. Save the Children has been involved in a few different scandals, one of which was directly tied to the CIA. The article I found, quote, the blame lies squarely with the CIA, which used humanitarian work for intelligence gathering or worse. And if you research the finder's cult, you would know that the CIA is completely complicit with child sex trafficking uh, in a declassified document. Just Google finder's cult. Surprise, surprise, there was also sexual harassment allegation against one of the top guys at the Save the Children NGO. Now that we know what... Yep, there we go. I mean, we're going to find more and more of this stuff, in fact, here. And for anybody that wants to re-listen to that, I'm going to forward that too as well. Uh, or I'm going to put that in the His Hardline chat. So if you're in the chat, you'll see it there in the chat. All right, and that, what I just played is in the chat now. 
So in case you want to listen to it and see the visuals behind it, you can go check that out. Um, but yeah, we're going to find out more and see more information get dropped about what's going on in Wisconsin, specifically with Racine. Now, there is another uh, Telegram page. It's called uh, Exposing Flynn Networks. Okay, now I'm going to read this. It's a bit... Uh, actually, no, not this one. This wasn't the lengthy one, but this one I tagged because I feel like this is pretty important too. But this post by uh, exposing Flynn Networks on Telegram says, thousands of documents released Monday detail allegations uh, against 42 Milwaukee Archdiocese priests accused of sexually assaulting minors, including at least five who allegedly molested children in Racine County parishes in many instances. The priests have admitted to all or some of the charges in several cases resulted in settlements with the church and received no media coverage at that time. Former Milwaukee Archbishop Timothy Dolan made more than 40 names public in 2004, identifying each with substantial allegations or sexual abusing uh, one or more minors. Documents uh, released Monday as part of the regional archdiocese bankruptcy process detailed 42 of those cases. Five former Racine County Parish leaders on that list allegedly abused minors while serving here. A series of letters from the Archbishop Dolan detail his efforts to defrock Michael Benham, uh, formerly an associate pastor at St. John uh, Nepomuk Par Parish in Racine, who admittedly repeatedly sexually abused an 11-year-old there in the mid-70s, uh, and the church stripped Benham of his title in 2009. Okay, um, I will also post that in the chat for those of you that are in the uh, his hardline chat so i'm posting that in the chat right now in fact now i'll post that in the main page which then will go into the chat as well so that's posted just right now um okay um i want to read a comment because i i don't think it should be overlooked so uh somebody in here in the chat was saying i thought you line back to the U line way was very conservative smack my head right uh yeah here's the thing guys um this is why I don't get engaged in the conservative liberal argument anymore. Um, I, I don't get caught up with the Democrat Republican argument anymore. It's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. It's two wings of the same corrupt bird. Okay. It's two wings of the same corrupt bird and we are not anywhere on that bird. It's about destroying that bird to stop preying on us, we the people. See, they could say they're conservative or liberal or Republican or they're a GOP member, whatever. It doesn't matter. They can say that they run a children's organization. It doesn't matter. A lot of these people, you know, you got to think about how demons operate. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. You know, that's funny that you say that, Oscar, because that's my mom's, uh, my mom and stepdad, they have a dog and that's their dog's nickname, Shitbird. He said, Shitbird's got to go. <laughs> I love it. Yes, the Shitbird has got to go. Sorry for the language, but he's right. They've got to go. And it doesn't matter what they claim. It doesn't matter what titles they claim. It doesn't matter what political ideologies they say they align with. It doesn't matter what organizations they say they run or what organizations they say they, do they donate to. Demons and evil scumbags of the earth will do and say anything to hide under the cover of righteous 
uh, titles and 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 they, they're chameleons. These people are chameleons, and, and I don't even want to give them the title as people. These scumbags are chameleons, and they will prey on the unsuspecting. Here's another post from a page called, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Tyranny, uh, how do you say this? Tyron, Ty, Tyrone Ana Z. I, I, I don't even know what this page is called. I mean, I know what it, I see it right here. I just can't pronounce it because words are hard. But this is a very long post, and I want to read this, and then we'll end it here. But this is interesting. Now, the status of the Republic, liberation and justice. Now, when you are in bankruptcy as a corporate entity, you do not have any contract rights. Think about Buckingham Palace, the Vatican, Washington, D.C., City of London, State of Israel. All these corporate bodies filed for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the Acts of England, 1871, was repealed. The Secondary Judiciary Act, 1869, is no longer active. And the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, the EEPA, the IEEPA gives, excuse me, the IEEPA gives the president the power to impose economic sanctions on foreign countries and individuals in response to a national emergency. Executive Order 13818, Executive Order 13848, and EO 13959. These executive orders allow the U.S. to seize the assets of corporate entities and persons and for human rights abuse and election interference. That would mean stocks, shares, trade, bank accounts, business, land, home, investment, company, etc. You get the picture. All assets. Did you know that Evergreen Incorporated is a CIA-owned company? Who uses that for human trafficking? Hillary Clinton. Guess what is contracted with Evergreen? The Vatican, the U.S. Corporation, that is. City of Rome, UN Corp, the Holy See, the U.K. Incorporated. This is key. All subcontracted, each step of subcontracting process, the accountability of each subcontractor diminishes the relative, uh, diminishes relative to the actual contract. And what have you got? You have Evergreen Incorporated, owned and operated by Evergreen LLC, which is owned and operated by Evergreen PLC, 4,500 employees, no obligation to file, flight plans, hint, hint, and you have a totally unaccountable, self-interested, for-profit corporation abusing the powers of government. Do you remember when Jan Helper confirmed that tons of gold were removed from the Vatican? Do you remember when the 1871 Corp Act was dissolved on May 4 of 2020? Do you remember then, months after that, that the new republic with the original constitution was invoked on July 4, 2020, when D. Trump visited Mount Rushmore? Do you remember the Balfour Declaration? And Oscar was just putting right here in the chat, look up Balfour Declaration 1917. For a little side note, uh, continuing with the reading of this post, Palestine was under UK rule on 2 November 1917 when Foreign Minister Arthur Balfour wrote the, to Lord Rothschild, a leader of the British Jewish community. Palestinians made up 90% of the population in 1917. They blamed the, the declaration for encouraging Zionists and ultimately handing their land to the Jewish homeland the future Israel by 1947. Now, remember, the state of Israel was created by Khazarians, right? That would be the Khazarian mafia. And as a result, this e, the executive orders, uh, as a result of the EOs, they, being Israel, became bankrupt. And what happens as a result? War, which is going on between Israel and Palestine, correct? For what? Land acquisition? Why? 
because the Kazarians were kicked out of Ukraine by uh, Vladimir Putin. The assets of ex-president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko, uh, were frozen. It cut off a lifeline of drug, arms, and human trafficking money essential to the survival of the Washington. Now, do you see how this all connects to the current conflict? The Kazari Mafia money laundering basis in is in Ukraine. The last country that they, that they, the Kazari Mafia, has is Israel. Remember who established Israel? The Rothschilds. Donald Trump is the first leader to have broken that control and removed them from power in the USA by taking control of the Fed. This is why the attacks of him are so vicious and relentless, and they come from all sides, political, media, military, sports, etc., and since the USA was always the Rothschild's strongest territory, the control to the rest of the world with its powerful army, these global criminals have pulled out all the stops to overturn a duly elected president. They have actively and, and unleashed all their assets to achieve this. Remember the Q drops, all assets deployed. D. Trump is the only world leader who has defeated the Rothschilds by hijacking their central bank in the USA. This happened quietly during March 2020. And remember, what happened March 2020, folks? March 13th. Come on. Hint, hint. COVID. Industry was just putting right here in the chat. May 4, 2020 is after the 2019 order to Trump to void out the Act of 1871. Let's remember that. Let me reread that. May 4th, 2020 is after, let's see, is after, that's right, it's after the 2019 orders to Trump to void the act of 1871. After, 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 after. Now, continuing reading this post, this happened quietly during March 2020 and without any media coverage because the media is owned by the same Rothschild's banking empire. The Fed Reserve is now under the u.s treasury which is why the printing press no longer pump out endless fiat u.s dollars which was used to suppress the middle east through the petrodollar now continuing i'm going to post this so you guys can see it so i'm going to post this first one because there's three posts that's a long post so if you want to read it there it is the first one's posted all right continuing now iraq by january 1st 2024 okay that's coming up here just in a couple months Iraq, by January 2024, will no longer use the U.S. dollar in everyday commerce unless you are a traveler who needs it for international flights. What? Let's reread that again. Iraq, by January 1st, 2024, will no longer use the U.S. dollar in everyday commerce unless you are a traveler who needs it for international flights. Now, I told you all the first domino has not fallen yet publicly. A month ago, Mike Johnson, now Soth, S-O-T-H, I wonder if they meant to spell Seth, I don't know, um, stated that Article 1, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution, that the sole power of the impeachment belongs to the Republican House of Representatives, and Article 2, Section 4 states that president shall be removed from office. Um, hold on a second, sorry. And then on impeachment, for and conviction of the following, treason, bri bribery, money laundering, and misdemeanor or other high crimes. Americans know now from investigations launched by the House Committee that through domestic and international business dealings ran in illegally uh, that the J. Biden administration is now liable for crimes against humanity. Oh, crap. Continuing, do you all see how they were settling the scene or setting the scene for the general public who have no clue of the DOD uh, law of war manual or the continuity of government slash judge advocate general? 
or even in the Brunson case. Because as I said the other day, everything that is happening publicly is a result of what has already happened privately. Do you all find it peculiar that after Clarence Thomas accepted the 11th Circuit emergency writ for the 2020-2022 election fraud case 24 hours before the new SOTH South was chosen, timing? We are all in transition period. Okay, that would be interregnum, guys. Okay, we are all in a transition period from the 1871 Corp Act Removing Joe Biden is basically removing the U.S. from Kazarian slash Rothschild control of our money. The DOD, Department of Defense, has already established a presidential transitional order that became effective on February 3rd, 2023. People seem to have forgotten about the GGMF, which is the Global Gold Mutual Fund, who are creating a gold standard for the Philippines uh, with the invitations for other countries to come on board by January 20th, 2024. Who is supposed to have an international currency backed by gold by January 1st? Iraq. Who are BRICS? Who are the BRICS waiting for to reinstate their currency on the Forex market? That would be the foreign exchange market. Iraq. America has billions in IQD, which once the IQD rate is released on the international trade markets will liquidate countries around the world who will overnight uh, have uh, and overnight have trillions worth of IQD once it is uh, what is it, converted into their domestic national currency, which will help build their new republic. Now, for those who have been asking why the IQD is so important, this will usher in the golden age for next century and beyond. Now, which is why last week, Kevin McCarthy mentioned for the first time publicly that we are under continuity of government. If any of you paid attention to that, continuing. The military was founded first in our nation. This means that they are over every branch of government, including the president. The United States Supreme Court, for the first time in history, clarified this in the Military Justice Act of 2016, though it didn't pass until they went under COG, which is continuity of government, in the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act, the Military Justice Act clarifies three things. Number one, military law supersedes civilian. Uh, number two, president and commander in chief are separate. Number three, Article two of the Constitution, commander in chief is separate from Article three, federal government. Our founders established a military first, the army, uh, excuse me, our founders established a military first, the army, navy, and marines long before. Declaration of Independence, Articles of Confederation, Constitution, and Bill of Rights. We have been in a peaceful transition of power since 2020. This is what Donald Trump meant when he stated that the that he put the power. Uh, excuse me, that he put the government on pause. All of this is under transition now, with gold no longer being suppressed, and over 200 countries dumping the U.S. dollar. We are now ready for the initial of the new republic. Do you remember when the razor wire lined fence that had drawn a circle around the Capitol Supreme Court and federal office buildings? This was the US military deeming it foreign occupied territory since it was under the District of Columbia. The municipal government is a plenary, municipal government is a plenary oligarchy run by the members of the Congress and it conveniently fails to say which Congress. There are four Congresses possible. First, again, this is all part of a post, by the way, guys, okay, that I'm reading. First, there's the uh, Continental Congress, which is a Congress of our states attended by state deputies. Second, there's the Congress, and I'm going to post this now too. So this is part uh, two of three posts. So I'm going to forward this real quick so I don't forget. 
Okay. So what I just read is now posted. So you can go read for yourself on Telegram. Okay. Last post of the three. Um, so again, first there's the Continental, the Continental Congress, which is a Congress of our states attended by state deputies. Second, there is a Congress of the Federal Republic, which is supposed to be operated by our long defunct uh, Confederation of States, states of states. Third, there's a there's the U.S. Congress composed of representatives in quotes from the foreign born territory territorial state of state organizations that have been illegally and immorally commandeering our actual American government since the 1860s. And fourth, there's a municipal U.S. Congress composed of franchise operators of the municipal United States and the aforementioned municipal plenary oligarchy. Now, since the municipality of Washington, D.C. is an independent international city state squatting on our shores and its government is a plenary oligarchy, run by the members of some unidentified Congress, we were left with a gang of international criminals operating pirate base on our East Coast. This is coming to an end. And because what is coming up on October 31st, the expiration of the state of Israel. Well, well, well. Remember, if the Rothschilds control both the Federal Reserve and Israel and both are bankrupt, where does that leave the U.S. congressional members who have dual citizenship? powerless do you think the new soth knows this absolutely why do you think he announced that he is putting a bill together for israel instead of a budget i told you that the difference between the two yesterday and by the way for those it i don't know why i didn't clarify this earlier the soth s-a-s-o-t-h that's the speaker of the house by the way s-o-t-h right just like scotus supreme you know supreme court yeah so soth it's uh state uh yeah boy i'm getting ahead of myself speaker of the house there you go i'm um, continuing why do you think he announced that he is putting a bill together for israel instead of a budget i told you the difference between two the two yesterday the new government program will not be for the current status of israel government the government uh the parliament has already resigned well what's next Stock market crash, Joe Biden's impeachment, gold standard returns, Iraq IQD exchange rate, the new republic, liberation and justice. Mike Johnson and Donald Trump are basically the same person. Remember when D. Trump stated last month that we can't now this again, there's no way to confirm that. But Trump stated last month that we can take our country back before the primaries. Twenty five plus states already have bills prepared to return to the gold standard. We have nothing to worry about because everything is officially in writing. You heard it from Kevin McCarthy. You heard it from Mike Johnson. You heard it from Jan Halper. You heard it from Donald Trump. You heard it from the military. What more confirmation do you need? Do you know how many banks are closing due to the fact that they are not Basel three compliant? These are the only banks where people have difficulty accessing their funds. Thanks to the deal to Dodd-Frank Act, it basically made it legal for banks to confiscate your money without any explanation as to why your money is missing hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is why it is important to ask certain questions before you open any new account with any bank. Are they uh, are they Basel 3 compliant? Are they ISO-20022 compliant? Are they Protocol 20 compliant? Stay tuned for more. I'm going to post this as well. So let me do this forward. Boom, boom. All right. All three of those are in line, in order on Telegram. For those of you that want to read it, there you go. All right. And again, this is Ariel on X. This was uh, with uh, on Telegram. 
Okay. So, oh, there was a lot there, guys. There was a lot there. I know I said I wouldn't make this a long show, but obviously it kind of maybe is a little bit. Um, just, you know, and, and <laughs> I like what Destry said. He goes, I love confirmations. Love confirmations. But, yeah, it's going to be lights out October 31st. That's what Oscar was putting right here in the chat. So pay attention, folks. I mean, we're still going to see a lot of craziness. All right. We're going to see a lot of craziness occur. Pay attention. Do your due diligence. Watch what's going on. Um, and we're going to discuss more about Wisconsin and all the evil corruptness because what, what's been uh, what's been happening, what's been happening in Wisconsin, okay, with some billionaire people over there and world elites over there have everything to do and they're probably more than likely connected to what's going on over here in Michigan, right? And with the coup attempts that are happening and what's happening out with the California assembly, right? Again, nothing that's not being fixed. It's all getting taken care of because again, we, the people are doing our due diligence and we are taking care of these scumbags. And if you're listening currently live or on the download, um, it's going to be a good time to see law being served up on a silver platter to you reprobates. Just saying. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to it. So, overall, we got a lot of work ahead of us. There's a lot going on. I've been paying attention to the uh, flight radar over our airspace. been seeing a lot of planes, military planes from Australia particularly Australia. I saw a few from Japan that I don't normally see. Um, been seeing special air missions plane going back and forth from DC out to Cheyenne mountain and Texas out of all places. Um, I've been seeing, I've been trying to pay attention to special, you know, call signs and where they're going. Just, you know, just watching just again, I, I'm probably not going to be able to decipher what's happening, but it is interesting to see, what is actually happening in our airspace over our country. And I've been kind of going back and forth over to the Mediterranean, kind of taking a look over the airspace over there. And I'm not nearly seeing the same amount of uh, military traffic like I was seeing, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. I mean, yeah, you still see a Canadian, you know, C-17 or C-130, whatever, you know, flying into Israel. Yeah, you'll see maybe a U.S. one go over there too. But mostly it's Israeli military now over there. All right. I'm not seeing the Germany and the Belgium. I'm not seeing the 25 to 30 countries uh, military in and out like we were for the last two, three weeks. Um, it's pretty much quieted down, which tells me they did what they needed to do with their cleanup. Okay. And now all of a sudden we see all these same countries that were over there in our airspace. And then I've been noticing, you know, the Gitmo planes going back and forth um, this last week, several times from Florida down to uh, Guantanamo Bay. So, What's actually happening, we'll never know. I will never know, and, and rightfully so, because, again, if we know, guess who else knows? The enemy knows. But um, what we can do is do our best to pay attention and try to piece whatever we can. But they will never give us so much to where we can figure out the whole puzzle, because, again, if we could figure out the whole puzzle on the civilian side, the enemy is going to be able to as well. But I feel very confident, and I feel very assured that I know that, we are in good hands. But again, that's not to say sit back and enjoy the popcorn and enjoy the movie. No, get involved with your assembly. We have to get our counties assembled, which means we also need to get our states assembled. 
We need 38 states minimum to start flexing our muscles, but we need all 50. Okay. We need all 50. I'm just reading a comment here. Somebody was saying, will we ever get all the info after everything is a done deal? So I was listening to a podcast. That's a very good question that uh, April asked here in the chat. Um, I was listening to a podcast with uh, SG Anon, and he, he said something that I actually happen to agree with. The answer to that would be no, we will not get all the information after everything is said and done. And why is that? And basically the long answer shortened up is because when it comes to the military operations, even when everything is concluded, okay, the military still operates on a set of codes, okay? And I'm going based on assumptions. And if anyone with military experience like Oscar or anybody who's more familiar than me, because I am not the authority on this, just FYI, I'm going on speculation and common sense. But when everything is concluded, the military, in my opinion, I think, operates on a set of certain codes and standards that even when operations have concluded, I mean, they were still, they are still going to be part of what you call... Uh, top secret missions, right? And there were some things, even I'm sure my grandfather who was in the Air Force and retired from the Air Force, okay, there are probably some things that he cannot discuss still because they're technically considered classified. So when all of this concludes, will we get to know all this information? No, because a lot of what's happening is probably going to be considered classified. Destry was just putting right here in the chat, there will be a looped broadcast that will explain much. But yeah, overall, are we going to know the exact details of what took place? No, we will never know any of that. That I can definitely say confidently because, again, the military, they can't put out what they what they do, how they do it, because it's like reviewing, it's like revealing your playbook, right? Because no matter how much of this crap we get cleaned up, we will never eradicate evil. But now knowing what we know and the people being awakened to the level that they are and continuing to awaken to the levels that we are, we will be able to tamp down evil much easier to never allow it to rear its ugly freaking head back into the public purview to try to install tyranny over us, we the people ever again. That crap will not happen. And yes, Destry was saying right here, when he said there will be a looped broadcast, that will explain much. He said that was also part of a requisition of the 21 requisitions that was put forward, issued by the people in assembly to the military. So just FYI. Oh, and speaking of requisitions, when I was doing a show the other day, I was talking about, um, I was talking about how communications, you know, will, you know, will be still, even though communications on a large scale might come down for a while, right? I was saying how Starlink will still be up. I made mention that was uh, requisition 19. That was not requisition 19. Requisition 19 was for the, you know, the, the initiation of space force. Right. Um, I believe if I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Destry, I think the, the, you know, the making sure that uh, key uh, communications that stay up was requisition number 20. I wanted to correct myself on that. I'm surprised you didn't catch that Destry because you were listening live on the air. You were probably busy doing, you know, what you do at work with uh, welding and fabricating. So you probably had a lot going on, but I wanted to make that correction. Cause I, when I listened to the replay the next day, I was like, crap, that wasn't requisition 19. That was requisition number 20. So just, wanted to put that correction out there i caught that so i wanted to just correct the uh correct it for the record right here so anyways ladies and gentlemen that's really all we have going on today that is all we have um pay attention folks we're going to be just fine but like i was saying earlier get involved keep talking get people involved in your counties keep growing your counties i i think we're going to reach a point to where you know 
getting people involved in the assembly, I really believe, and, and this is Jason Jones's opinion. This is not fact. This is not something com- coming from someone else. This is my own personal opinion. I think we're going to reach a period of time where a majority of people are going to be so awakened that it's going to be no problem getting people involved in the assembly. I really believe that getting people involved in their self-governance, I think they're going to be almost damn near jumping uh, you know, by the droves to try to get involved, which when that happens, and if that happens, this is where proper vetting must take place because we can't just get anybody and everybody in here. You have to have proper vetting. Okay. This is one of the reasons why we've, uh, we've been dealing with the problems with the infiltration and obfuscation that we're dealing with is because we didn't have that great of vetting. Well, guess what? Now we will. And we know what to look for. We're not letting this bull crap happen again. Our republic, our nation, the future of our country and for our posterity, it's so important. We cannot allow this crap to occur ever again. This crap has pissed me off so much to the point that I don't ever want to see this shit happen again. I am so pissed at what these people have done and never again, never freaking again. And again, for you reprobates that are listening live or on the download side, you will have your served. Believe you me. I don't care how long it takes. I will make it my mission to make sure I'm part of any justice that gets served your way. Like Destry was saying right here in the chat, our learning is always continuing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bid you all adieu. I hope you have a great, great evening. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be passing gas tomorrow. I I opted to work on my Saturday, so I'll be passing lots of gas and maybe some booze, aka ethanol. And um, I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, eyes on Jesus. Ask him to be in your heart. He won't steer you wrong. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line. 
We'll see you back here next time. time.